Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Jamie Dupree comes right at you from the Hill in D.C. On the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. Heard he won $15,000 at the <laughs> blackjack table. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, that didn't happen. No, no, nothing happened like that. Did you that. play it all again? Or I got uh, No, I didn't. Just that one little time. There's just too much work and not enough play time. That's all right. We'll be back here for the final, third and final presidential debate. will be here next year. I think it's uh, late October of uh, yeah. 2016. So that will necessitate, I think, a longer trip out. Here. I actually like that. That means we get to go out to Vegas before the election. Exactly. Exactly. And it'll be the, the big final debate. So... Uh, you know, it was an interesting debate last night. I mean, several, uh, a whole bunch of different storylines. I'm not sure there was any dramatic change out of it or anything. I think we still come in the same way we arrived, and that is Donald Trump, the leader uh, for the GOP. And, you know, you know, uh, look, I, I think that several things caught my ear and my eye last night. For one, I don't think any expect anybody expected Jeb Bush to get under the skin of Donald Trump as he did. Uh, I, I've often thought that that's probably one of the most effective ways to get after Trump is to knock him off balance and to pester him in a in a debate setting like that. I'm not saying that uh, Bush uh, created some kind of game changer for himself or anything like that, or that he sunk Donald uh, Trump. To or me, something. that was a side sh- a, a minimal sideshow. But I, it's still, know. I think it opens up an arena that uh, if others really want to go after Trump, and I don't think anybody does. I think they're sort of scared of him, basically. But I, I think it could be an avenue of attack. Uh, on the other hand, uh, there was the other debate that was the one that we expected, and that was Cruz versus Rubio. And we really you and I both called that right yesterday. Yeah, it was there not, not going to be, be Cruz Trump. doesn't want to fight Trump um, right now. And I don't uh, think Trump wants to, to fight happen. Cruz either. That may have to happen later, because if, if you're really serious about winning, then you're going to have to go uh, mano a mano. But the Rubio Cruz thing, I think, is going to go on for a little while. It has threads of an awful lot of different uh, items within the Republican Party in terms of, as we saw last night, immigration, surveillance, uh, defense budgets, and more. And so there, there's fertile ground there for both of them, I think. I thought Cruz got a little better of Rubio at times last night, but nobody really uh, you know, staked a claim to something better. It's the three of them, I think, that are hands and, and head and shoulders above everybody else. Chris Christie, I think, of the rest of them, where the feeling was afterward that maybe he did the best. But again, I'm not saying that he's going to jump up and suddenly be up in their level. But combined with his better numbers in New Hampshire, I do think it gives him the opportunity to move forward. Whether or not he's able to seize that is a whole different story. You know, this may take you the wrong way, and you may be a little surprised. I was kind of bored by last night's debate. It doesn't surprise me. I think it was it was more wonky. Uh, you know, it got into we didn't have as much sort of uh, personal bluster and things like that. So. Uh, there, the, a lot of the issues can be boring, and I think that's the funny part is that uh, voters often say, well, you know, there's too much personality. No, they love much. the personality. They love that. Give me a break, everybody. That's what they want to see. And so last night we did, did, did dig into the details, but I do think they're important in the differences in some of the candidates. Well, I, the other I, thing I, I think the best exchanges, though, were between Cruz and Rubio. I think you're right, and I thought that was real debating by yes. two very smart people. Um, what I was most taken by, especially on the issue of foreign policy, what really struck me uh, is there was a very big difference and distinction in terms of I thought Ted Cruz did not want as big an interventionist approach no. as Marco Rubio, which which interested me in as much as because, I, I, you know, and Ben Carson then jumped in. Hey, these problems have been going on in the Middle East for thousands of years. We're not going to fix them. Well, and, and there's Trump's, a part of me that feels answer, that way. Trump's answer to the whole thing was much like, and Carly yeah. Fiorina, I think, called it right. It was a, a sort of a response that you might hear more from a Democrat that would be better not to intervene, save the money, and spend it here at home. 
uh, and, and it did showcase some differences amongst the field. I mean, I think Rubio has established that he is the biggest hawk on defense and intelligence. That doesn't make him better or anything. I just think that's where he is. The other note from last night. Well, to I, me, think, I don't know if he's the biggest hawk as much as I think he would be the most willing to be intervening. Maybe the most willing to use that to power use, and to intervene. To use the power more in a more traditional sense. And it and again, it doesn't make him right or wrong. I just think that's the, the way he yeah. comes off versus Cruz. I thought Rand Paul was interesting. I almost get the sense from Rand Paul and from some of his supporters that if they're going to go down, they're going to take Marco Rubio with them, or they're going to try to take Marco Rubio with them. It's funny you say that, because every time I've had Rand Paul on, I said, is this bash Marco Rubio day? Because he just leans into him every time he's he on the show. That's all he yeah. does now. Every single time. And and I don't think in the exchanges that Paul really wins many of them with Rubio. It's not that Rubio beats him or anything Rubio like that. Rubio is a, a very smart, bright debater. Um, but I, I, I the one Achilles heel he just keeps coming up is immigration with the sure. base. And he, he sort of he pushed Cruz. I mean, at least I haven't seen Cruz say it. Cruz didn't come out and say it last night. But Cruz seems to have maybe changed his position on what to do with the people who are here in the U.S. illegally. Uh, Rubio directly asked him, so, are you, you know, are you going to take a stand on closing off uh, an, an ultimate pathway to citizenship, which Cruz has never done before? His his staffers and aides sort of hinted at that afterwards, but Cruz himself did not say it and sort of left the door ajar. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that. You know, uh, the, the, the Ben Carson situation with his sliding poll numbers, uh, I just thought it was a, a, a brutal sort of scene for him when he he directly said to Wolf Blitzer, hey, I want more time. You need to give me more time. And Wolf Blitzer basically says, OK, so which side are you on in this Cruz Rubio surveillance debate? And Carson looked like, you know, a ton of bricks had hit him in the head. Yeah. And he didn't even take a position on it, which is it's hard to fathom that you would have no position on that. It's a yes, it's a delicate, difficult issue. Uh, but it seemed like you could come down one way or the other. And so I didn't think that there was no magic moment for Carson. There was no magic moment for Kasich. There was no magic moment for Fiorina. Uh, I thought and Kasich had his best cadence. I thought he was off in the last debate, but I felt he was more on his game in this debate. And as much as, you know, I know him pretty well. I've worked with him a lot of years. And uh, I, I thought last debate he, his timing was off he was complaining about time he was trying to be interruptive i don't think that ever works in a debate and i think when carly tried to do it it didn't work at one point ted was was trying to get a thought out and wolf blitzer wouldn't let him finish it it just at some point i don't think that works i do think casey had a better cadence and tone and was was more on his game of being himself well he, he also backed off he did not attack trump relentlessly as he did in the last two debates it was interesting because after the debate i was one of my stations is in ohio and whio in dayton and so you know part of my job last night is to get Kasich after the debate yeah. and he didn't want to talk with reporters he wanted to do all the network shows and go around he's doing and my show why wouldn't it, he do yours well no it, it was just a question you know i just wanted to get him for 60 seconds but it was funny because i overheard him i said to his aide i go come on i you know, uh, local press, I want to get him. And I heard Governor Kasich say to him, you deal with him. And I thought it was Ooh. interesting. Yeah. And so we finally got him out and got him in everything. But, uh, you know, it was it's a tough situation for some of those people who are, you know, they really they're looking for that magic moment and that thing to jump them up into the upper tier. And I, I just didn't see it for a lot of people last night. And, and, and you know, there's still time again. I, I, I think the one thing that we have to remember and must keep repeating to ourselves is that the polls are not going to stay the same from where they are now until Iowa. We've got two more debates before Iowa, one on January the 14th down in North Charleston, South Carolina, and then on the 28th in Des Moines. So there's two more chances for everybody. And then there's a third right before New Hampshire as well. So three debates in less than a month. 
So uh, I, I'm not convinced that people are going to shake out of this race or anything, but still, I, I bet the polls shift some. I mean, the Frank Luntz uh, uh, a group last night showed some people going from Trump to Cruz, and we'll have to see how that dynamic plays out in Iowa as well. Yeah, well, look, to my understanding and my take on all of this, I don't think anything changed very much last night. Yeah. Uh, I do, and I, I take this very broadly, what I liked about the debate is that it was very substantive. I thought you've got a real exchange and varying opinions on that stage. And as a number of the candidates pointed out at different times, any one of the people on that stage would be infinitely better than, than either Obama or Hillary. And I think they have far better visions for the future of the country. And so in that sense, I think it's a win for Republicans. I Look, I think the Republican Party is is now beginning to stand for things. And maybe it's just the process of vetting these candidates. It's forcing them to take positions and I like a lot of what I hear. Well, I think this week will be another win for the Republican Party in the sense there will be a lot more people who watched last night's debate and paid attention to it this week than will watch the Saturday night debate that comes up this weekend in New Hampshire for the Democrats. The numbers, I'm sure, will be much different in terms of viewership numbers, just as they were back in November when the Republicans had a debate. So when are they the debating Democrats. the Democrats? Saturday night in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, Saturday night no, in Let me December. see. What's on What's on Saturday night? I'm, there must, is there a football game? Regardless, it's a Saturday so the, night where a lot of people are at holiday the Jets parties. Are on Saturday. Now, Let me see. I'm going to see the Jets. Are the Jets on Saturday night? Yeah, so the, the New Jets York Media Market. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so I'll count one. By the way, the that's December 19th. You are correct, sir. They are. Yes. They're having a debate on December 19th. That's basically saying I'm Hillary. I don't want you to watch. Go about your business and go to your Christmas parties and have fun. The Democrats' next debate after that will be on an NFL football playoff Sunday. The day before the King holiday. Could they January. could they bury these any more than they buried them? Yeah, it really is something because, again, I, I look at this as the advertisement for each party. When we were here for the Democrats back in, what was that, October, they got three full days of play. It was during the week. There was a lot of attention. You get a, one of my buddies uh, in radio, I think uh, ABC News, Alex Stone, told me that in Des Moines, there were hardly any other radio people there because most, most people did not cover that last Democratic debate wow. because it was on a Saturday night. And I would assume it'll be much the same. You're not Saturday. going on Saturday, are you? No, I'm not. We made the decision. I mean, I'll cover it from D.C., but it, it no, doesn't no, make business I, listen, sense I'm to give, go up and do I it. I am giving you the day off. Take it off because there's <laughs> oh, nothing gonna, nothing worthwhile is going to happen. And you can read it, read it in the funny papers on Sunday. Well, we'll be able to watch it. So we'll see. It's yeah. uh, This is an interesting time coming up the next two weeks because a lot of people will tune out. But then, boy, Monday, January 4th, when everybody heads back to work for good in the new year, it's a four-week sprint then to Iowa. What about Congress reaching this budget deal? Yeah, we'll have a vote Thursday uh, in the House on the tax extenders bill. This will extend and make permanent some different tax breaks that have been out there, a lot of different stuff in there. And then it looks like the vote Friday on the omnibus, which is the big funding bill. I would assume there will be a number in both parties who will find something. It's 2,200 pages. You can find something you don't like. But I would think that everybody will bite the bullet and get it done one way or the other. But it still could come unglued. We'll have to see. Uh, I was... Uh one of the Washington Times reporters actually got a, a look at some of this, and apparently they struck a deal making some tax loopholes permanent while making it easier to do an overhaul of the tax code next year. Because that's what they, they describe it as, yes. That's what they describe it as, but apparently millions of uh, dollars is going to be going to NASCAR and all sorts of other things. There are extended tax breaks for owners of racehorses, um, and NASCAR, NASCAR track owners, oh. and all sorts of things that have been extended year to year for Teachers, a number of out years. Teachers, out-of-pocket classroom expenses? Yes. 
Yeah. Yep, they will make permanent the uh, their tax Why don't tax they make talk hosts and, and news people's, uh, uh, where's that tax break? When are we getting ours? Yeah, I'm not seeing that anytime soon. Don't worry about that. No, we're not seeing any of it. Well, what can you really tell us? Or I guess we just don't know the details yet. Um, the the 2,200 pages is what the omnibus is. I'm going to read it on the plane, actually, as I go home today and take a deeper oh look at the God. tax thing. Oh, so you're basically going to take a nap on the plane. Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> yes, that is the plan. Put in the earplugs and start reading, yes. Uh, I did see, apparently, some an Arizona state senator, Kelly Ward, is stepping up. She's resigned her seat, and she is going to put a big challenge on U.S. Senator John McCain for re-election. Uh, I think John McCain may have a lot more trouble than he thinks. Well, uh, it's it's taken a while to find a candidate. That's the only red flag I would say about this. It would seem like that McCain would have drawn a stronger opponent and much earlier, who would have been more well-funded and a lot more attention. Instead, it's sort of a last-minute thing. And I think uh, the feeling in D.C. right now is that McCain is the favorite. Obviously, that could always change depending on the environment. Now, we're getting some recent numbers and increases as it relates to Obamacare. Uh, and it's not going to be pretty for most people. The, the cost increases year to year, going up in as high as I predicted, 35 percent in a lot of states. Look, still an issue. It hasn't got a, as much attention because the uh, healthcare.gov has not gone belly up or anything like that in the uh, in, in in the registration of the last couple of weeks. But it's still an issue. The GOP, by the way, is going to hold that bill uh, and and give it final approval in January to send it to the president that would allow them to repeal parts of the Obama health law and force the president to veto it early next year about the time of the State of the Union. All right, Jamie, get home safe, and uh, we'll be getting a full report on Monday about how awful the Democratic Party debate is, although I'll be on vacation. so I'll put I'll, you down as undecided, okay? You can put me down as undecided. I guess I won't be talking <laughs> to you till January 4th. Well, in that case, then, Merry Christmas, Sean. Thanks for all the fun. It should be a great year next year out on the road. Oh, this is our Super Bowl year. All right. Yes, uh, it is. We'll see you, buddy. Jamie Dupree, have a great holiday to you and your family. All the best.